0: Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Mighty Bruins Podcast. I am Shane Fee alongside my trusty sidekick, Jordan Von Allman. How are you it's doing? It's the other way around.
1: It's the other way around. You've got it backwards.
0: What? I'm not the sidekick. You're the sidekick. You know that. Stay in your stay in your role. Stay in your place, oh. Jordan. Oh. Cool. All right. And also, filling in as a pinch hitter today for Alex Mockover, we have our good friend, Chris Gravel. How you doing, Chris?
2: I'm doing great. How are you guys? wonderful and better wonderful. better than
0: mock over there
1: are rumors on the on the boards that he has something called magma mud
2: butt i don't know what that means but <laughs> that's uh that's a known side effect from too much waffle house in norman
0: oh uh, it's the traveling that does it we all know you get it with that recirculating air on the plane you're going to get something from somebody Somebody's sick in there
2: you're sure well you know it's all that gravy and he's like he didn't punch to the face
0: is there <laughs> Is there really? Oh, yeah, Mixon. Mixon. I remember that. (laughs) Um, Guys, we should be going to the game this week,
1: right? We should be, but but our good, good friend is a selfish, selfish man.
2: Well, you know, if we had friends who could perhaps look at some sort of schedule that's put out months in advance before they schedule events.
1: He could have gotten married last Saturday.
2: It
0: would have been fine. I wanted to see how long it was going to take for you guys to throw Tom under the bus,
2: and it really didn't – you just went and threw him right under the bus.
1: He would do the same for me
2: if he cared about football. And let us not forget that we are the ones who approached him after he told us the date and asked him if it was too late to switch (laughs) (laughs) it.
1: No hesitation.
0: Uh, All right, so if we were going to the game, what would we have on the menu for week two at home? Well, I mean, it's week three, but the second home game –
2: what, what would we have on the menu? Well,
1: well go ahead. Oh,
2: I, I was going to say that uh, I, I think the, the next stop on the, the griddle tour of fame would be replicating some of Los Angeles' famous street tacos.
0: Oh, yeah, the carne asada. That was going to be my pick as well. Yeah, you
2: get a nice chop in there. Uh, the taco man by my house is a real maestro with his griddle. He, he melts the cheese on the griddle for the quesadilla. You get a nice crust. Delicious. We could do that for sure before the Bruins. All right, that's the next thing Vince has to. Is Vince going to will... be cooking that, or, or is this you? Oh no, it, it's all Vince. Vince is the the chef maestro. I'm I'm just a silent partner in his restaurant enterprise.
1: <laughs> Gravel kind of plans the meals, whereas Vince is more of the sous chef role,
2: and uh, we're well, more I... of the eaters. That's right. Yeah, Vince is more the head chef. I mean, I help him with the prep the night before, but I'm I'm all I'm all chopping and putting shit in containers. You oh, do so... a hell of a job, though. I mean, yeah. don't sell yourself short. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, let's get out of the food let's get on to the football. Let's take a look back at last week. That was Oklahoma. We got our asses kicked. But you know what? There were some rage. It felt good, over. though. It felt good. I, I. It felt all right. It felt better than the week before. You've always liked getting your ass kicked, haven't you?
2: You're kind <laughs> of a <laughs> –
1: <laughs> I won't go that's an, any, that's, that's another topic
2: I why, won't go
0: any further with that yeah
2: why I wouldn't go so far as Jordan to say that it felt good it was better than the week before there you go a voice of reason
1: um so the we're thi- trending upward that's all I'm saying it might not have been obvious if you just watched that
0: game the things that I liked about that game was DTR actually showed that he can be a division one quarterback he is he's got the talent he can scramble out of the pocket. He can make some tough throws. I mean, he, he made some really impressive throws in that game. And then the other thing I liked a lot was our run defense was solid. Oklahoma is a great rushing team. They, they, they have great running backs, good offensive line, and we were really solid in one of our weakest spots from last year. So that's, those are two good positives on the, on the game. Do you guys have anything else or you want to add on to, to any of those points, things you liked from last week?
2: Well, I know that I, I definitely agree with those positives, but I think that some of my positives are going to be your negatives. Oh. <laughs> well, like, spe- like
1: special teams? What do you mean?
2: Uh I actually think that our pass defense was very good. And secondary? Oh, really? Yeah, and the and the passes that that most of our our two starting corners, Metters and Holmes, got burned on, were perfect passes. I mean, the, a quarterback can place a pass in that you can be right there, and it's not going to matter. So you're,
0: you're telling me that the pass interference calls, of which we had multiple, the... Uh, lengthy uh, the, ones. The, the, the bombs that got dropped on us, the 300-plus the yards of passing and multiple touchdowns, you're, you're saying that's great pass defense. I love it. Give me more of that.
2: I'm not saying that I love it. I'm saying that I thought that it was a much more solid... Outing than it's going to get credit for.
0: You know, part of pass defense, Chris. Chris is a good <laughs> is a good pass rush, a good pass rush. Did well, we have, any, did we have that... any sacks?
2: Did Did they lay a finger on him? <clears throat> that we did not have.
0: Uh, okay. Yeah. Well. So, well, I'm I'm the negative Nancy here then, because uh, I, I I was not a big fan of the pass defense. I I get your point. We were there. We were in the vicinity of making a good play. We just didn't make the good plays to actually stop the bombs from being dropped on us. That's all I'm saying. That's
2: that's true, but uh, but you know the pass interference penalties one on uh, on Metor on Metters was I, I don't think that was a very good call,
1: well, and then
2: the the other one I forget who was the corner on that play, uh, but that in some ways was a good uh, penalty. Obviously, he should have been in better position, but when he wasn't, you take that penalty in college, especially with only fifteen yards. All right, let's move on. Agree to disagree.
0: <laughs> special <laughs> teams, special teams coverage units. How did you like those? You know,
2: those those uh, like two or three big kick returns. How that trash. feel? Well, those were <laughs> not great, and uh, you know they're going to be a point of emphasis in practice. But you can't practice for that. It's it's too dangerous to go in practice. But those guys, I mean, that's where you're going to impress the coach to get a chance to play, and those guys didn't impress anyone.
0: This is true. This is true. And, and so uh, keeping on the negative theme here, I would just want to get all the, sh- the, the stuff, the bad stuff, out of the way first in, in the beginning of the podcast here. I've read a couple of articles this week about, you know, where do the Bruins go from here? We're 0-2. We got this big-name coach. You know, we we have talent on the squad. It's not like we're completely devoid of talent. And it's it's always tomorrow. It's always next season. It's always next year with UCLA football. Jim Mora had a few good years. Then he had a few down years. And now we're right back to square one. My problem with UCLA football is we're making excuses. We're saying we're too young. We're too inexperienced. We're installing a new system. All this stuff. We're not going out. We're not playing to win when we have a team. If you look up and down the roster on the offense, we're not that inexperienced. We chose to start DTR over Devin Monster and over, you know, and and Wilton Spates hurt. But we have a fourth year quarterback in the program that's been developing. We chose to start DTR over him. So that cannot be an excuse that he's young. We are choosing to go with the young. What about the offensive line, though? The offensive line, let's go up and down it. Right tackle, Jake Burton, that's a third or fourth-year player. Right guard, Justin Murphy, that's like a fifth-year player that started multiple games at Texas Tech. The,
2: the center, who, who also took a medical retirement two years ago and came back. But I think he's that, not, should, that should but he's provide not young, a big
0: asterisk. But he's not young. He's been a real estate agent in Texas already. He's got experience He's and, and – then you got at center, you decided to start Chris Murray, who is a blue chip recruit, who was one of the top interior linemen in the nation last year. And you decided to start him over Zach Sweeney, which would be a second or third year player in college. Then at left guard and left tackle, you have two, three or four year guys that have been in the program. None of those guys, except for the center are considered young. Okay. They're not young. And, and our wide receivers, we got a senior, a junior and another red shirt sophomore, we have uh, Bolu Un- Olu me, who's, who's a third or fourth year player in the program. I mean, you go and then go to the defense, you see the same thing. Everybody that's starting is uh, – the average years in the program is probably three years in the program, okay? And the average star ranking is probably, you know, close to four stars out of five. I wish,
1: I wish you had more information about these guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have all the information. Here's my point let's not make excuses anymore. Let's stop. Let's stop saying we're young. Let's stop saying we're okay. Not talented. All right.
1: One more excuse. One more excuse of our remaining nine games. Five of the teams are ranked right now. How does that make you feel? Oh,
0: fine about that. That's that, good. We have a tough schedule. We have a tough schedule, but, but can we play to win? Can we stop saying we're young? Can we stop saying we're not talented? Can we stop hearing that the cupboard is bare? The cupboard is not bare. We have four- and five-star blue chippers everywhere go up and down the roster. In the last five years, tell me a Pac-12 team that has more NFL players drafted than UCLA. Do you guys know how many there are?
2: Uh, I think this is a trick question. Not off the top of my head, but I know it is a lot.
0: No teams in the Pac-12 have drafted – have gotten more players drafted in the NFL in the last five years than UCLA. And where has our record been? Not at the top. Yeah. Not at the time. And, and we're still there right now. We have talent. We have five-star players. We have four-star players. We got t- people with experience. Let's stop saying that we suck. Let's stop saying the cupboard is bare. Let's stop saying we're young.
2: Rant over. Rant over. You, okay. I'll except, give you guys the t- table. Except that the point is what you're arguing now is the case that Jim Moore was a good coach, which he clearly was not. Hence the reason we now have Chip Kelly. So the players that he got, Who were good were very good and they ended up in the nfl that's self-evident the players that he got that didn't develop and weren't very good are the players we have starting now and those Uh. players are not getting it done so it may be that they're young and maybe they're inexperienced maybe they didn't get reps under mora i don't know what it is but the fact is they're not playing well i'm not saying i'm I'm not uh, you're you're mistaking me
0: i am not saying that jim mora was the was the greatest coach or that or that I'm not, this is not an argument for Jim Mora. This is is an argument against making excuses, against saying it's going to take time. It's going to be a process. We're going to, you know, Chip Kelly could have come in here. There's a lot of coaches that could come in here, like an Urban Meyer or a Nick Saban or one of these other kind of coaches that completely shift the culture. They don't make any excuses. They say, I got four and five star players. I got players that have some college experience and I'm just going to go out and win. When's the, when's the
2: last time either of those coaches had to do it? It took Urban Meyer how many years at Utah before he changed the culture? Otherwise, he came into a Florida team that was anything but bad, and an Ohio State team that's a perennial powerhouse. Those coaches just proved that they can keep a good thing going, which is not a hard thing to do in college football.
0: Hey, Jim and Morrow, Jim Mora went nine and five in his first year, then
2: ten and three, then ten and three.
0: Okay, those are his first, if, if we go nine and five this year, I'll eat everything.
2: I'll eat crow. And what I... that shows you is exactly what we knew, which is that New Heisel was a great recruiter and a bad coach. Mora is a good coach and a bad recruiter.
0: Uh, Chip disagree, Kelly is man. both. I disagree. He's a bad coach and a bad recruiter. He's a good coach <laughs> and a good recruiter. Man, that's rough. We're in for a rough. Yeah, give him some time, a little space. Jeez, Chris, I didn't know you were so (laughs) negative. (laughs) Oh, God, I just can't handle the losing anymore, guys. As you can tell, it's gotten to me. Well, buckle up. I'm a winner. I need to win.
2: (laughs) If you're a fan of UCLA football, as of lately, I don't know that you're a winner and need to win. Uh, (laughs) I mean,
0: Jordan, do you have anything to, to, to add to this? I mean, I just uh,
1: I feel like uh, four wins this season is uh, is
0: about all we can hope for right now. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, uh, you're just gonna have to deal with it. Oh my God, you're a part of the problem. It's, it's systemic. It's a culture. You guys are a part of it. I, I I'm sorry.
2: Uh, look, I as someone who put into the night. as someone who put his money where his mouth is and took the over on the season for six wins, unfortunately, I think Jordan's estimate right now of four wins is even too optimistic. Oh my God.
0: Oh, this is depressing. Okay. We've gone down the negative. Path again, <laughs> this was supposed to be the happier lighter show where we were stoked that we showed some signs of life against Oklahoma.
2: Well, here are the good things moving forward. We can switch to that.
0: Okay. The good things Please going do.
2: forward. Are you see flashes in Thompson Robinson of realizing that he's got to be quicker on the throws, not holding the ball as long yep. and showing a good use of his feet in space. Definitely. You have running backs who are making more of an effort on every single play. The blocking's got to get there, and hopefully that will be better this week with Devin Asiasi coming back off suspension. He's our best run blocking tight end. It's going to give us an edge for runners like Allen, who are dynamic, to get on the outside and make something happen.
0: I like that. I like that. I like where you're going with this.
2: And in the passing game, we need to feature Caleb Wilson, which we have been, and Theo Howard more, who Howard is by far our best true receiver, and we don't do enough to get plays where he's open, we run too many plays away from where he's lined up, yeah, you mean the the four star blue chip recruit theo Howard just you know we just got talent
0: everywhere. I just can't handle. It. we just got <laughs> so much talent. we just got to start putting it all together and winning some games um, Jordan uh, should we is it, is it too quick to go to the game predictions uh I
1: mean, I think uh we, we we probably could uh, a little bit more about our disappointment, but
0: um, <laughs> in the interest of your children
1: and vocal cords, uh, yeah, let's go to the game predictions.
0: Okay, so we got Fresno State coming up this week. Um, Jeff Tedford, coach team here, guys. This is this is the former Cal Berkeley coach, um, probably you know running a similar offense. Um, I heard their defense is stacked with veterans Ooh, watch out veterans they have a a monster (laughs) of a
1: linebacker is what I'm uh, being told by the internets
0: yeah is this I mean I mean are we in the place right now as the University of California at Los Angeles to be talking about whether or not we can hope to win against the Fresno effing state Bulldogs is that what we're doing right now I think that's what's
2: happening yes Uh, That is absolutely what's happening, and even worse, we are staring down the possibility of an 0-3 start for the first time since 1971. My God, what has happened to us?
1: If it makes you feel any
0: better, Herm Edwards appears
1: to be doing a bang-up job at (laughs) (laughs) A-State.
0: Yes, Jordan, how did you know that would make me feel so much better?
2: (laughs) Well, what might actually make you feel better is that Noel Mazzoni is... Doing an equally bang up job is Chip Kelly at Arizona. So uh, uh, well
0: <laughs> let's stop talking about banging up jobs
2: here. Let's just <laughs> let's just move on.
0: Fresno State, guys. What what are what are we looking at? We know the the line is where. What did you
2: guys say? It is Fresno State plus two and a half.
0: Fresno State meaning meaning they're supposed to win by two and a half points.
2: Yeah. It's Fresno State minus two and a half, yeah. Oh, minus, I'm sorry, minus two and a half. Thank you. Jordan. That's
0: right. Okay, okay. So Fresno State, you have to give two and a half but, points.
1: But I think it's also worth noting to make you feel even better, as as Gravel was telling us in the in the uh, pre-show uh, warm up, that at least the line started with us favored by a point, but everyone is against us, so it's moved to two and a half there.
0: <laughs> so what we're saying is. Las Vegas thinks it's a toss-up. Who's better, UCLA or Fresno State? We but don't the know. people know. But the people have spoken. <laughs> okay. Well, who wants to go first on this game prediction?
2: I think – go ahead.
1: Go ahead. I, Let's have our, our stand-in go. Ahead.
2: Well, I, I was going to go first being as I've been the voice of optimism so far.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, okay. I do think that UCLA will pull out a win here. I think, unfortunately, it's going to be – A slightly sloppy win, but we will come away one and two going into the Pac-12 schedule. And I think that they will eke it out by 27 to 24.
0: 27, 24. And what do you mean by sloppy? What are you
2: thinking about specifically there? I think that you're still going to see a lot of problems in the offensive line, especially with the delayed blitzes. That's That's an aspect that only really gets added consistently in college. And these guys haven't shown the ability to pick that up yet. I think Thompson's going to still take too many sacks. And uh, I think that you are still going to see the defense a little bit in disarray, perhaps by design with the new aggressive mindset. But there's still going to be some, some big plays, okay. uh, which will lead to Fresno State's score. I think UCLA will look in control most of the game, but you'll see some big plays that lead to the scores. Okay.
0: So you think we'll look like we're in control most of the game, but it's going to end up being closer than we would like.
2: Absolutely. Okay.
0: Fair enough. Jordan? I'm going to say I think my prediction is
1: similar to your score, but I am I am tired of being disappointed, and so I'm going to go
0: 27-21 Bulldogs. Wow. wow. What a dick. Wow. You almost just broke the podcast. I don't know what just happened, but there was some technical difficulties there. Are you still there, Jordan? I'm still here. I'm, I'm still here. I'm surprised our, our podcast platform here didn't just kick you off for saying what you just said. Well, I
1: mean, I, do you want me to just be a, a, a homer and just say what you want to hear? Is that, is that what you want?
0: You're telling me right now that you really think we're going 0-3 to start this season. I do. Wow. i I I, I I'm speechless.
2: Jordan, be honest. Did you poison Alex? Is that why he's not on the podcast anymore? I can, I, can,
1: I can confirm nor deny nothing. It has nothing to do with the fact that he is also the commissioner of my fantasy football league. That is irrelevant.
0: He's not coming back after this, Jordan. you make making a prediction against your UCLA Bruins. I don't know if we can get Alex back on the air. I really I'm don't. I'm still
1: going to root, and I'm still going to cheer, and I will wear my Bruin colors on Sunday, win, lose, or draw. But uh, I'm tired of being disappointed. Wow.
0: I hope I'm wrong and that I'm uh, pleasantly surprised, but I don't believe it. All right guys, let me get my prediction out then. I'm going to go 28-27 Fresno State wins. Oh, I'm sorry. What wow. was all that? What was all that, <laughs> Wow. What was all that podcast destruction talk, you son of a Total joke, guys. Total joke. That's not my real prediction. That was a false prediction. I threw you guys off. You fell for it. Here's my real prediction. UCLA is going to win the game by a score of, let me think about this seriously, 31 for UCLA. I like what our offense can do. If they, if they put up, what do they do? 21 against Oklahoma, they can do 31 against Fresno state. No problem. And our offense is only getting better. Um, And I think we'll give up less sacks. I think we gave up five or six. We gave up six sacks against Oklahoma. I think we're looking at four sacks, four sacks against Oklahoma, uh, against Fresno state 31 points put on the board and our defense is going to hold the Fresno State Bulldogs to 21 points. That's right. 31 to 21 UCLA comes out with a victory We're one and two on the season. And then we're just going to start kicking ass in the pack. 12. That's how it's going to go guys. I'm trying to stay optimistic. I had to get all that venom out and all that poisonous anger, those negative feelings. I had to get that out in my rant and now I'm bringing it full circle back to positivity. Okay. 31, 21. UCLA wins. All right. Eternal optimist Shane fee. And uh, <laughs> let's see here. Um, parting thoughts, guys, where where are we
2: at? Uh, my parting thoughts is I, I like where the Bruins are going. I don't think it's going to translate to any results this season in the win loss column, but I think that there is an air of excitement here that, I remember growing up in the '90s, but have not seen under Durrell or New or even Mora when he was winning.
0: Oh, you saw it under Mora for a few seasons.
2: I don't think that there was a, a the talk of a culture shift. There was no new facilities. You know, we still Jim have Mora, some Jim of the Mora, same man, problems. This is,
0: this is the whole reason we have the Wasserman Football Center is because of Jim Mora. He did all that. Didn't Absolutely, like,
2: no, no. Didn't like up here, credit credit to Jim Mora for pushing <laughs> for that. But what I'm saying is that when he came in. We didn't have those things, and I don't think that a lot of fans, even with his backing, expected that it was going to get done.
0: Right, right. Well, I, I think he left our program in a better place than where he found it, for sure. I think you you, you would agree with that. Um, you know, he had a few bad years. I think overall he's a decent football coach. I was hoping for more from Chip Kelly, but it looks like it's going to be a long slog in the mud, and who knows if we'll ever get there. But I think we're going to beat Fresno State – and, uh, Jordan, any, uh, any witty comments here at the end of our podcast?
1: Well, I, I think I, I am optimistic long-term. I just I have no delusions about this season anymore. I did, but uh, I've been set straight. And uh, mostly now I'm looking forward to uh, when they announce which of the home games are going to be early so that we can also get some breakfast going on the grill. <laughs> I would really
2: like some pancakes a la Vince. <laughs> Well, that's, that's absolutely going to be a bright spot no matter what happens with the rest of the season. And uh, unfortunately, I, I think that as trite as it is and as much as it keeps getting trotted out, UCLA fans have to be patient and take, take a page from Philadelphia and trust the process.
0: Oh, my God. That was the 76ers. That's not football.
2: <laughs> it's not, but it's applicable here as well. It translates. It does, 100%. All
0: right. So what do
2: you Okay, then I, I I'll be
0: patient. What do you think's going to happen next year? More than 4 wins. You're what what we're like 500 next year and then the season after that we're like 8 and 4. Oh god.
2: I think a, I think a minimum of 6 wins next year. Okay. All right. Well, I think that just about
0: wraps it up for me. <laughs>
2: Well, try not to slit your wrists before we start the Pac-12 schedule. Yeah, just wait till next year for
0: a return
1: to mediocrity, dude. It'll be fine.
0: <laughs> uh, well, I'm having a blast here on the podcast with you guys. I got to say that's, that's been one, one, my one bright spot for this season so far is we're having fun on the Mighty Bruins podcast. And thank you guys so much for joining me. Um, and uh, we're getting a win this weekend. I predicted it. I called it. and That's what's going to happen. Go Bruins! Go All right, Bruins. let's
1: let's watch the game at the wedding. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.